to the Entrepreneurial CPA Show, where we take a deep dive in the knowledge needed to break through the box and become that world-changing entrepreneur we know you want to be. As always, we are here hitting you up with the theoretical and practical skills you need to punch right above your weight. I'm Garrett Wagner, your Entrepreneurial CPA Channel co-host, and I'm joined by the one, the only, you call him Dr. Block, Dr. B, Dr. Blockchain, whatever you want, Dr. Sean. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by our amazing sponsors. Prolera, reminding you that CPE doesn't have to be a grind, nor should it. Get the learning you need on demand. Hainrock Solutions, providing you the roadmap to advisory services at your firm. Be seen as that proactive, relevant advisor to your clients. And Accounting Fly, if you're a firm looking for help in hiring that right job candidate, if you've got a staffing problem, reach out to them. Now in today's show, no big surprise here, we're gonna talk about that B word, right? Y'all know what it is, and specifically about the JPM coin. Mm -hmm. Dr. Sean, what's all this buzz about? Yeah, so, and so honestly, this, this uh, launch of this coin, right? It, it was a humongous story in the entire blockchain ecosystem, right? Everybody who was involved in blockchain crypto was, was honestly focused on this with almost 100% focus, right? And so the introduction of this coin or, or token is a big deal for a number of reasons. First, it, it is the first coin or crypto token launched by a major hub. Right, and I do want to point out that there are some uh, currencies and coins used by other banking groups, but the sheer size of J.P. Morgan made their launch really sort of headline news, right? And so, two, this coin, although it was called a cryptocurrency upfront, that is not entirely accurate, right? Because this coin is pegged on a one-to-one -one basis to the dollar. And on top of being pegged to the dollar, it's actually redeemable for dollars. Okay, and then point three, sort of, uh, well, as of right now at least, right, this coin is only going to be used in-house basically. And so to just um, give a little background on this, on an everyday basis, the, the payment processing arm of J.P. Morgan processes nearly $6 trillion payments in-house as part of their current sort of payment processing, payment transfer network. Yeah. And so even if this coin is only used for a small percentage of those you know, payments and processes, that's a lot of money being transferred and used via this coin going forward, right? So one, it was adopted by a huge financial institution based here in the U.S., but with operations obviously all over the world. Two, it's, it is only gonna be used in-house, right, currently. And then three, even though it was called a cryptocurrency, it, it's actually pegged to the US dollar. And so, and so basically the you know, current use case for it right now is that basically instead of having company A have to pay company B and then have a transfer settle and then also deal with any foreign uh, currency issues, now, basically, if Garrett and I were, were, were bank A and bank B, and the two of us wanted to make payments to each other, 
those those dollars were then uh, translated into the equivalent amount of this coin and then transferred instantly to uh, Garrett. And then on, on Garrett's end, those coins are instantly then, then transferred back into dollars, euros, whatever else. And so then that efficiency is really sort of the core use case for it right now. But overall, it's a, it's a huge deal and it really points to the you know, shift in focus and institutional funds coming into the blockchain space. So is this how we're gonna move our millions back and forth between one another now? Absolutely. The, the, <laughs> okay, so from what I'm hearing as well, once again, we talk a lot about this. A lot of times you read in the press today that it says it's this blockchain winner, the blockchain Bitcoin, it's all falling apart, it's, it's a fad, it's going away. Yep, yep. What I hear is this is proof that the initial phase in disruption is moving past the disruption phase mm -hmm. into the practical use phase, and here's what it is. The big corporate bank is creating not a, it's like you said, it's called the cryptocurrency, but once again, it is, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's not a I always do. It's not a public, it's not a public yep. exchange, it's a private exchange. Yep. With their own unique rules and regulations around that. Which means that in the in the once again, in the in the refresher course for everybody, public versus private. In the public side, 51% of the nodes need to validate it. In the private side, it's just validated directly one-to-one -one, or how do you, has they said how they're doing the validation so as far as as I've seen they they have not posted the underlying technical details of, of how their blockchain called um, called uh, quorum quorum is built on top of the ethereum blockchain okay. right so the ethereum blockchain by itself is a public network but then but the JP Morgan's team basically built their own version on top of it. And, okay. and, and so to add to your point, basically um, the approval process of the transactions on this blockchain are then actually driven by the coding in-house. In-house, which is yeah. perfect. It takes away that whole kind of thing and the network and the nodes and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Probably going to lead to more speed efficiency as well. But yeah, it's a great sign that I'm hearing of practical use, practical enterprise use of this and I'm sure JP Morgan's idea is let's test this out internally. Let's validate and move these transactions money between us internally. Mm -hmm. And then they'll start to bring in some third-party vendors, yep. start to build it out. And yeah, this is a great sign to see that practical application. So once again, on the firm side for us, on the tax side, there's zero impact on this. Right? This is not uh, something that our clients, even big corporate clients, are going to get involved with from any kind of tax issue. Mm -hmm. um, on the audit yeah. side, we might have some, some firms that, deal with blockchain companies with blockchain startups and there might be some startup space getting into this that they might want to be aware of but once again if you can understand that foundation like we talked about public versus private blockchains the nodes the networks the transaction pieces you can build upon it that's why the the base foundation of blockchain knowledge is so important it might not be relatable to the specific cryptocurrency decentralized stuff but the base concepts are going to be used in real world applications absolutely right i mean if it's at JP Morgan, at large healthcare networks, at power companies, transportation companies, I mean more and more institutional investors and institutions are actually building out their own in-house sort of blockchain models. And to sort of uh, tie back to an earlier comment you you uh, made, sort of the whole sort of blockchain arena is indeed moving, right? Because obviously Bitcoin burst onto the scene in 2017, right? 
And then sort of that was the hype cycle, right? And now we're in this sort of crypto winter, right? But even though that on the surface there isn't too much going on underneath, uh, the institutional focus in terms of dollars, resources, and people is only increasing. And so I, I would forecast in 2019 and in 2020, we are only going to be seeing more and more of these types of projects actually roll out into the marketplace. Yeah, I'm excited. I think these projects are what I get excited about of watching that real world application. Yep. Fruition. Um, yep. And we'll talk about those as they come out. We'll talk about it. And I think speaking of talk about things, aren't you writing some like fancy articles for uh, on blockchain for somebody else as well? I am. I am actually. I just had an article posted up on February 25th with uh, IBM, right? Where we're sort of I focused on. I never heard of them before. IBM? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some, you know, computer like, company. Like some small company in New Jersey, probably? And <laughs> New Jersey. Wait a sec, but I thought their headquarters were up by you, actually, Garrett. Yeah, Rochester. <laughs> no, but but so uh, in this piece, right, and the team at, at IBM is fantastic. They do a ton of, of great work, education, training, and a sort of hands-on project rollout. But so the article that, that I authored with them was really how blockchain can impact higher ed, right? Okay. From just, uh, from again, increasing the efficiencies, you know, um, helping to cut costs, and then also to help institutions evolve and then keep pace with the trends out in the marketplace. Very nice. Well, to check it out, we'll post a little link down below um, when this goes on social media, everybody check it out. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. You know, great stuff coming from the blockchain arena. Check out that JPM stablecoin. Um, it's a big sign of big positive changes to come. Yeah. If you got questions about this, as always, any blockchain questions, you know where to go. Dr. B, Dr. Block, Dr. Blockchain. Hit them up. Email, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever it is. Show up outside his house. Ask the questions. Oh. <laughs> right? You like that? And put that little extra little like. Yeah, sure. Good. Thanks for that. Thanks. Extra little plug in right there. Um, so, you know, as always, everyone. You want to keep the learning going, join one of our entrepreneurial CPA groups. Learn how to become that entrepreneur that you desire. More details on our website, and there's a link below. As always, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Stay up to date with the latest content. And we challenge you, take action today to change the world and invest in yourself.